Let Eurovision Queens begin! Welcome to Eurovision Queens, a podcast exploring and celebrating the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Andy. Pink skies, red wine, I called you mine. September, naked by your side. <laughs> I can confirm that you are not naked by my side. Yeah, more's the pity. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ryan. And I'm not scared to love you, but I'm scared of breaking my heart. Oh. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, so it's time for our third episode of our preview of the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. Yeah, it's part one of semi-final number two. And as you listen, it's only three weeks until the big final, until oh. Eurovision itself. Can you believe it? cannot believe it it's coming so quickly now i love this period do you know what i call this period gadvent gadvent yeah so you know you've got christian advent which is the lead up to christmas this is gay advent for eurovision <laughs> wow <laughs> gadvent everyone Gadvents. make it happen hashtag gadvent hashtag gadvent good i've not heard that before <laughs> no i just made it up oh right okay <laughs> So how many songs are we listening to in this episode? Eight. Eight! Gosh, that was loud. (laughs) Eight! As in our last episode, we will be deciding and speculating on which songs we think will go through to the grand final from these hard-fought semi-finals. Get out your boxing gloves. Indeed. Sports commentary. What not? They'll come out fighting. Or something. Back of the net. Jumpers for goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've ran out of sports puns already. Yeah. <laughs> Are you blind ref? <laughs> we playing at? It was offside. Oh. Yes. Enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> we are going straight into our first track. I can't believe it, you know, in Eurovision, when it starts, and they're like, we're now going to just go to the first act. And you're like, what? I'm sorry, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to play the little theme tune first, aren't we? Oh, no, we are. That's true. So there is something before we start. Yeah. Let's do that first, shall we? Get us in the mood. So, it's time for that familiar anthem. Here it comes. <laughs> And now we're back from the anthem. I just want to say, I think in the oldy days of Eurovision, they would go straight into it. But now there's so much more. They've got the flag ceremony and people wandering about all over the stage and you have some sort of initial act. So actually, you're quite relieved when it starts. Oh, I'm, I'm worried for Alicia Dixon being all Alicia-y about it and stuff. And <sighs> It's just a <laughs> fake laugh I can't be dealing with. But yeah, there's some good people on the stage. There, Graham Norton's on stage. Yes, good. And we enjoyed Hannah Waddingham on Drag Race, didn't we? She was brilliant on Drag Race, actually. So yeah. yes, yeah, she knows what she. We've does. not watched Ted Lasso, but we watched Drag Race. You're not allowed to say that. You could have pretend that you've seen it. No, I think it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so as you've come to expect, this will be 
biting critical commentary. And I don't know. Let's go straight into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are starting with Denmark. Yes, this is no less than Riley. Breaking my heart. So that was Riley with Breaking My Heart. Yes. What do you think? We just watched the Danish National Selection performance and I've not seen that before and it mm, wasn't great. Well, we should explain. We saw him at the Melfest weekend performing by himself and he owned it. He was really good. And he came out first. Yeah. And he was brilliant. And there was a technical issue which he just had he the just confidence to just it. yeah sail through and kind of held the crowd. I think his confidence and his stagecraft has built since he did the national final. I think so too. These few yeah. short months since. Because I'm completely behind him. I, I love think, it. I, yeah, that song is great. It. We love this song. Yeah, <laughs> I love this song. It's, it's the one that gets stuck in my head the most, and it's yeah. the one that we sing around the house the most. The mo- well, you say sing. Yeah. Well, I just do the first bit, and then it gets lodged into your head, and then that's it, and then it's in our head. And it's bizarrely, this is coming up on people's lists of like, not going to get through. We don't understand. Yeah, and I think this is a great song. This is getting straight through. Yeah. I know it's number one in the running order, so, you know, that means people, few people might forget it. But I think enough people will remember it. It's such a fun... And I was going to say it's a feel-good song. It's not. It's about a toxic breakup. It's about a toxic relationship. Mm. It's just because he's such a, a light, friendly presence. And it's such a clean, polished song. Oh, yeah. And the performance there, the vo- like the the they mix was a bit weird. It, they, that weird um, technicoder thing. Or something? Yeah, the vocoder part of yeah. the chorus was too loud, oh, so you couldn't actually hear him singing over it. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know a fact about Riley? Tell me a fact about Riley. He's actually from the Faroe Islands. Oh wow! Which I think are a principality of Denmark, but that's like north of the UK. It's weird. It's right north of Scotland. Oh okay. Yeah, really strange. There's a lot of Denmark up there, though, isn't there? No, there's not a lot of Denmark up there. <laughs> Is there not? Any Feels like there's a lot of Denmark up there. I'm going to show you a map. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the UK. Yeah. There's the Faroe Islands. Denmark's right over here. Oh, I'm thinking the other bit. What, Iceland? No, this one. What, Norway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Excuse us for this short geography lesson. Um... Yes, Faroese, I think is the term. Wow. The first person from the Faroe Islands to represent Denmark in Eurovision. Cool. How old do you think he is? Or do you know? I feel like he's about 12. Yeah, he's 25. Is he really? Yeah. And that kind of makes it a bit more palatable. Because I was concerned, 
because I felt we were being sold this sort of really twinky energy 17 year old and I felt a bit uncomfortable about that <laughs> and I don't know why but it was just like it's that sort of twink promo thing wearing pink and sort of like being pouty mm. and he's more than that and I like it when he doesn't play into that so much yeah personally yeah, there's a lot of like very early Justin Bieber sort of energy yeah. oozing off of him. And I think that's probably why people don't like it that much. Mm. But like you say, the song's darker than it sounds. Yes. And he's a lot absolutely. better on stage than sort of his pouty pictures make out. Yeah, he's got yeah. stage presence. And also he does this lovely thing, which I just love, where he just bends as he's singing and he bends That little his lean forward, oh! nodding his head thing. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he was probably one of my favourite performers when we saw that that night. Oh, absolutely. And we were surprised that he came out first because we were expecting him to be one of the last ones out mm. that we'd have to wait the whole night for or something. Yeah, exactly. So a bit more on the toxic nature of the song. It was about a previous toxic romantic relationship that he'd had. He knew the person was no good for them, but he still wanted to go back to them regardless. Yes. Written by two Norwegians and a Swede. There was a bit of controversy because it had been performed before. Oh, one of these. Before September. September. (laughs) Yeah, it had been performed at the Slow Life, Slow Live Festival in Seoul, South Korea in 2022, which is a violation of the competition's rules. But it was, it was disqualified. It did compete. It did win. So I don't know what quite happened there. Mm. But um, yeah, it was, um, it is the entry. There have been no further complaints. Good. Good. Good, Good, because I like it and I want it to go through. So do I. We love a bit of Riley. A real name, Rani Peterson, by the Mm. way. Yeah. So we think Riley is going to go through from that first position in semi-final number two. What is the next song, Ryan? So up next, we're off to Armenia and it's Brunette with Future Lover. So we just watched Brunette singing Future Lover as part of a pre-party in Spain. Yep. And she performed very well. I wanted to see a, you know, a live performance of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like this song. It's one of the ones I came to later. I think it was released one yeah. of the last ones, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was only released on the 15th of March. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. 
since it's almost a month. Um, but that was when we were drunk on tattoo, so we weren't really paying as much <laughs> attention to everything else. <laughs> Are we not still drunk on tattoo? Um, it's a lyrical, folky song. It's a lighter, folky sound than I thought it was. When you see it performed as well, she's leaned into the folky vibe, hasn't she? Mm. And it's the sort of thing I see, like, I go to Cambridge Folk Festival every year, and that it's kind of, I could see that being performed there in, in this way. Right. It's, it's quite light and lilting, and it surprised me. I know it's got, like, deeper undertones, but anyway, I like it. I feel like it's got this vibe to it that I'm going to go with, and I don't know if it's going to land. Mm-hmm. But sort of like a Wes Anderson film, but in lyrical styling of, okay. like, it's really contemporary words and subject matter. Mm-hmm. dressed into something that's kind of generational jumped or genre hopped. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about like drinking smoothies and things that are really contemporary, but in this really delicate sort of fairy tale sort oh. of way. So it, it's the sort of thing that you wouldn't expect to be such a flowery song mm-hmm. in quite an interesting sort of, yeah. I it has know. a sort of cool indie vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure if it fully works yet for me. I think I need to give it a bit more time. I feel like it's a bit of a song of two parts. Mm. Like that last third is very orchestral and sweeping. It, and then it, it almost has like this like jewellery box sort of twinkliness yeah, 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 yeah. to it. Yeah, and I think they should go back to the twinkly box. Yeah. Twinkly jewellery box at the end a bit more. Yeah. It loses the future lover thing. I think when you've got a Eurovision song, I think you've got to go back to the, the sting, the hook more regularly than yeah. this does. Real name, Ellen Yeremian. She is 21 years old. She was formerly of um, the girl band Those Girls with a Z. Not Those Girls <laughs> those with girls. a Z. You know those girls. <laughs> you know what they're like. This was an internal selection. Armenia is one of those countries where people are kind of waiting for it to win. It's They always do pretty well. Mm-hmm. They've got a good record, a bit like their um, rival their neighbour, Azerbaijan. And yeah, I think there's a lot of people who like this song. I've certainly seen a lot of support for it. Yeah. And yet, it's in the death slot. It's in slot two. It's weird. Another good song that's been put in the second slot. I mean, no surprises. I'm going to say that I think the next song probably should have been in the second slot (laughs) rather than this one. Mm. But um, yeah, maybe I'll I'll listen to the next song, which is Romania, and change my mind. So do you think Armenia is going to get through? I think it will. Yeah. I think it might be a little bit more 50-50. Yeah. It's not like a dead cert get all the way through, but I think it's it's got all the elements of it to get through. Mm-hmm. And I think it would sit nicely in the finale as well. Yeah, definitely. It's nice colour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move straight on. We are going to Romania and Teodor Andre with the song DGT, brackets, off and on. Close bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for closing those brackets, Ryan. Oricât scriu, oricât skill, pe orice stil Cât de fin ea mă bag într-un film De mă simt iar copil, mă învârge în vinil Că eu vreau să joc în filmul ei Oricât stau, oricât dau, oricât vreau, oricât beau Orice top, orice toc, orice alții vorbeau Mie tot nu-mi păsau, alegeam și din mii de femei Că ea nu măr, ea se ascunde Eu o sun, ea nu răspunde Mergi de box, scoate terunde Și ca pe unii ne-a mă joacă pe degete 
So I think it's actually pronounced Dejete rather than DGT. But I've listened to that song quite a few times and I've never picked up that's the title. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, DGT, Dejete, which means fingers, apparently. So there you go. What do we think of the Romanian entry? I don't like this. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. There's nothing about this that I really like. I don't know what... It's very shouty in not a very good way. The finale performance is very chaotic. More chaotic than it needs to be. It's lots of little set pieces that sort of don't really go together. And yeah. Yeah. So I kind of quite like the song. I mm. kind of, I think I've heard it quite a lot now and it's growing on me and I kind of like elements of it. I like the sort of like the build of it. Yeah. Um, I just think the performance is all wrong. I would change absolutely everything. I would change everything everyone's wearing or not wearing. <laughs> I would change the whole message and styling of everything. Mm. The the nearly naked women in the lingerie, well, obviously I'm not going to be a fan of that, but but it doesn't work anyway. It doesn't sell any message. No, and it's not done in a smart, clever way. It's no. done in a really old FHM yeah, sort yeah, of way. exactly. And then you've got men taking their tops off for no reason. I mean, I'm quite happy for men to take the tops off for no reason, but it's some here, 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 it didn't really work. No, yeah. And I certainly didn't need to see him have his top off. I and mean, it's not, it's not about you know who's. Not everyone has to have like an amazing hunky figure, but it's just like I know there's the message "Make love, not war," but it was just a bit written on his chest. It was just a bit much. Yeah, there was too many things in there and not fully thought out. Or put together in the right way. It didn't it have a, a flow yeah. to it. It's almost like performance art. And like, there was the bit when one of the women is uh, stood up on a plinth with a, a voodoo doll, mm-hmm. and she's moving it, and he's moving like it's like she's controlling him. But it's never really obvious yeah. what's going on because she's not lit. Yeah. She's too far away. The camera's not really demonstrating it, so it all kind of is very um disjointed. Would it just you, needs would, a bit. Would you of like a, to hear what the lead singer said about the song? Not really, but go on. <laughs> the love story where reason is in conflict with instinct, where passion and safety duel. The song speaks about the good and bad sides of falling in love, including passion, sex, maturity, lies, and other ideas closely related towards love. I don't know what that means. Anyway. Well, everything that was going on on stage was in conflict with itself, so, so they've managed that, to get that on stage. Maybe, yeah, but do we want that on stage? Do we need such a complicated message? No. <laughs> He won out of the 12 acts performing um, on the night back in February. He's had a lot of flack. I don't like the flack he's had. I mean, I'm quite happy for people to be critical about the songs mm. or about performances and say, well, it wasn't good enough or they haven't got enough confidence or whatever it is. But when it just becomes personal about how people look, I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And and also the hate people get. But also I think people overreact to it on Twitter and then they build it and it makes it more than it is. And... Mm. I tend not to get involved with that sort of bullshit. But for me, Theodor Andre, he's earned his place at Eurovision. It's a song that I quite like. I don't think it's going to get through, though. I skip this one every time. Do you? Yeah. I play it. I play I've it tried, time. but yeah, I just don't really... There's nothing about this that I really want to listen to. Gosh. So it's one of my least favourites. Wow. Mm-hmm. Going to go on record and say it. You just did. I did. It's out there for the world now. Can we move on to the next one? Please. Okay. <laughs> what have we got? So we're off to Estonia. Uh-huh. And we have Alika singing Bridges.
With Bridges for Estonia. I think that's a strong, powerful entry. I think she'll perform it really well, confidently. I think it's a bit overblown. I feel like the word bridges is a bit overblown. <laughs> but I think it'll probably do well. I think it'll, it'll go through. Do I like it a lot? No, it's not anywhere near my top, I don't think. It kind of feels kind of old-fashioned. Yeah. I'll shut up, you talk. No, I think you're right. I think this is one, you know, it's the kind of song that would do really well with a jury vote, but we haven't got a jury anymore. So Mm. how is that going to affect this? And let's talk about that Estonian jury vote as well on the Estee Lauer final. We watched the final that night. Mm. We were so confused, weren't we? The voting seemed to be from like seven American academics at different universities. At the same university, but in different rooms. It's like, why are you all voting? Who are you? Are you juries of one? And how does your individual votes count for so much? It was so bizarre. I've never seen anything more bizarre in a Eurovision national final. No. So odd. Anyway, I did think this was going to win when I saw the the run through of all the different songs. We, We only saw the final sort of like preview bits, didn't we? We didn't see them perform. Yeah, but we saw the bit where Stefan performed, and I still really love Stefan from oh, last year. Yeah. And there's that there was that <laughs> cool group doing that sort of that sort of clever song, that sort of that group song that was kind of techno or whatever it was. Oh, that was sort of like monsters. Oh no, there was the monsters one, but there was another one that I really liked, which was kind of cool mod pop sort of thing. Oh, the young the guys. Yeah, I like that's the one I wanted to win. Yeah. But um, this one won. It was the more obvious Eurovision song. It's very say. Eurovision by numbers. It is. I think when she gets up and she goes towards the front of the stage, as she did in the Estonian national final, it has power, it has life. And I think it will do well on that basis. Because, yeah, you get behind this. But I just don't think it's original enough to really punch through no it's not contemporary enough is it yeah i think that's what it is she could have been wearing these floating clothes floaty clothes and singing this song years ago yeah exactly yeah she needs to be singing about smoothies <laughs> yeah that would be sure <laughs> winning lyrics wouldn't it <laughs> so we're going to move straight on from estonia to belgium and we have with gustav and because of you <laughs> Remember when they told us You're not good enough 
So that was Gustav with Because of You for Belgium. What do we think of this track? I really like the references of it. Like it's pulling from 90s pop sort of disco and just all the things that tick my boxes there. I'm not 100% sure about the song though. (laughs) I don't know. I'm on similar ground to you. I like him. I think he's infectiously lovely. Mm. I saw the clip when he won and he was really surprised and how sweet that was. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean he's going to get the votes. Yeah. Um, if, it kind of feels quite M people to me. It kind of feels like 90s. Yeah. There's that, there's that ooh, bah, ooh, bah thing going on. And it's just, it, it feels kind of a club track. And he's got a Boy George sort of quality to him as well, hasn't he? Where it's that, sort of like a club kid sort of vibe, I guess. Yeah. But he's also kind of like your uncle who kind of, if you're a bit, you, know, you want them to sit down, actually. <laughs> Someone at the wedding that's got on to the Proseccos faster or, or than the, everyone or else. probably the Baileys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He seems lovely and it's a lovely song, but it's, I just can't, it doesn't feel strong enough. I feel like it's one of the ones, because we got this one really early on, didn't we? It was one of the mm. earlier songs to be announced and it was the first sort of pop song. Yeah. But then it got very quickly replaced by some of the anthems like yeah. Alessandra. Mm. That it's been sort of shuffled away. Yeah, in a way though, but, but a lot of people said how much they love him and they love the song. And I just think, well, maybe you went around in the 90s. Because to me, this feels like going back in time. Yeah. and In a great way. Well, is it? <laughs> is it? Is it? I think it does it really well, and his voice is so strong. Yeah, he is a good performer. And he's a vocal coach as well. That's something else he does. He's a teacher at the Royal Academy of Fine Arts in Ooh. Ghent in Belgium. Fancy. I know. Just a bit of facts around the national final qualification. He qualified because of a quite an equal split of jury and televotes. So the jury placed him third and the televotes placed him second and he won how does that work exactly well it's because the one that came first in the televotes was even lower with the jury oh so it's kind of and the one that came high with the juries came low in the televotes yes so it's really weird stuff going on there Mm. and it kind of feels he like won almost by accident and he was certainly surprised to win Mm. and it's that sort of thing that We'll be interested to see how things fall this year, particularly as we move away from juries at the semi-finals. Yeah. I would like this one to get through, but I'm just not sure if it's got what it needs. Like you say, it's sort of an old song, mm. but not like four or five years old, like 20 years old. So maybe it's come full circle. Yeah. And if people are new to this sound, then they might really like it. Yeah. It's just a bit been there, done that for me. I just have a problem with it because it's not Kelly Clarkson because of you. So every time you say the song title because of you, my brain automatically switches to Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and you just can't... I can't that. undo that. No. no. I know. You. I know certain songs can have the same name, but... It is allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Eurovision Queens. Why not come and have a conversation with us on Twitter at EuroQueensPod or if you're on Instagram, we're Eurovision Queens where we're uploading lots of very exciting reels. 
on both of those, there's also a link in our bio to our Spotify playlist for everything that we've played in the show so far. Back to the show. We're going to move straight on to number six. We have from Cyprus, Andrew Lambrou singing Break a Broken Heart. Andrew Lambrew with Break a Broken Heart for Cyprus. So every year, every Eurovision, there's a point at which there's a song that we've not seen performed live before and we don't know what it's going to be like until it's performed. And I think this could go one of two ways. We discover he's not got the stage presence he seems to have in the video. And if this is belted out, it could do really, really well. Mm. It's catchy. It doesn't need many listens for you to get it. Yeah. I think it's a really strong pop ballad. I like yeah. it. And he's hot as well. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> hurt him, does it? No, it doesn't. Because um, we're shallow. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the more I hear it, the more I like it. But it is dead basic, isn't it? So I'm not really sure. It's not like I was like, oh, yeah, I want, oh, I want to play that one more time. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't choose to put it on. But when it comes on, I'm happy to sing along to it. Even just watching the video there now, it's like... Singing along, wasn't I? Yeah. You can break a broken heart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's catchy. It's a good song. It's sixth on the night. Is that too early for people to remember it? Probably not out of the... Is it 15 or 16 in semi-final two? The music video is a bit odd when she goes to swimming practice. <laughs> and then yes. she's not there later. And you had a whole narrative about what was going on about the meal. Where she oh, because he off. gives her a necklace and then they have a row and then she storms off. But I feel like, because it must have come from nowhere, I think she was deadly, deadly allergic to the silver of the necklace or something. Okay. And she's like, I've told you a thousand times. You've not listened. Yeah. You've been too busy doing your And then he's just the like, mirror. yeah, just swimming. Swimming. Doing your swimming. Yes. <laughs> I'm bored of coming to see you do swimming practice. Yeah. Yeah. No one else is here. Why do I have to be here? <laughs> yeah, we won every time. Yeah, I think that's a good, solid entry from Cyprus. I think it will qualify, but it's not going to surprise anyone. It's not going to... Unless he belts it out and it somehow has a presence and a staging that really is electric. It needs very sparse staging and good lighting, I think. We'll see how they do it. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't see how that like this could work. But then Cyprus do some crazy shit on the stage, don't they? Do they? Well, they did that whole green screen thing before, didn't they? That was Greece. Was it Greece? Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> take all that back then. <laughs> okay, so we're going to move on. Who have we got next, Ryan? Next up, we've got Iceland and Doja with Power. I'm ready to let you go and hold you back no more. And God spreads your wings and fly away. And carrying you way too long, like an obsession. I thought you were a living part of me, but I got my power. Dilja with power for Iceland. I like this song when it comes on. I enjoy it. It's a good pop song. It's a nice strong entry. But I just feel that having watched that national final performance, that it lacks a theme. It lacks energy in the right way. She does occasional like kicks and she looks a bit lost on the stage. And I just think she neither needs people backing her up or it needs some sort of theme. It needs some sort of direction, some sort of narrative. It just feels like she's a bit lost. Yeah, I completely get that. I want to like it more than I do. Right. And she's she's got a really good voice. Yeah. And the song has that sort of a, a bit more of a contemporary feel to it, mm-hmm. even though it's sort of just like a good pop song, like you mm-hmm. say. But yeah, there, it, there's just something that's not quite grounded or it's not quite got the heart that it thinks it has or something like that. I think it has. It's one of those few ones where you hear the track on Spotify and you put it in your headphones and you enjoy it and say, oh, it's the power song. You know, I love that one. Yeah. But if she's going to look that lost in that baggy suit on stage <laughs> in Liverpool, I, I worry for her. She's going to be able to do more than suddenly kick her leg out to the side. Yeah, she's having a, f- a fight with an invisible opponent yeah. in a bit of dry ice. Yes. And that's it. And the line down at the start just seemed a bit cliched. Yeah, it was almost like a little bit Cornelia Jacobs that then uh, has a... Budget, but Cornelia Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, it needs something more. It needs a gimmick, actually. Does it need dragging up again? <laughs> I think it might. I think it might. Drag it up. Yeah, just a nice little duck walk. Yeah, like we had on Gustav. We didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it needs something. Otherwise, it'll get lost, is my fear for Dilja. Yeah, because there's all these big flowers in the on the screen in the back it's that don't so many connect times. to the performance. No, it doesn't. Because it's power over you, and there's the flowers that are in the song. We mm. talk about the flowers, but it's it's not enough. No, no, it needs something more. Like all the ingredients are there. Yeah, they're just not quite cooked properly yet. If that was like leading up to a moment where there's some clever bit at the end with flowers cascading or just anything, it needs staging. It needs staging desperately. I hope they're planning something. Because if it's just her wandering about in a baggy suit, it's got no... <laughs> yes. Okay. We're moving on to our final song of this episode. 
which is the last one we're covering in the first half of semi-final two. And who have we got, Ryan? So we've got Greece, Victor Vernikos, with What They Say. Late August Feet start to shake, heart starts to ache Can't focus Panic, I lay on the floor and I hate that I'm holding on My lungs will break, can't stop to make my mind up Time starts to rain, clouds not afraid Of the pain they give in Anxious the way I'm breathing Can't say that I am longing for it Either they don't break my spirit Insane and I can tell who's winning Wish this was something I could just ignore Well, you know what they say Lassos make sure no one loses the way Hurt ones can't stand seeing others in pain Oh, I am both now I got too much on my plate And I save all the others Cause for me it's too So that was Victor Vernikos with What They Say. Now. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, get ready. This is one of my favourite songs this year. Oh, really? I love it. I love it, I do. <laughs> I love it so much. I got into this really late over the last few weeks. And honestly, this is the one I look forward to hearing. Mm-hmm. I just, something about it, it's the angst. It's the way it's performed. It's strong. It's melodic. It takes unusual directions. It's got power when it needs it. Yeah, love it. Mm. I've only heard this like less than five times. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's kind of new to me. But I can see why, because it's got that good thumping beat to it, and it builds on that. Yeah. The only thing is I'm not sure about the over-pronunciation of things. It's got that sort of... Yeah, I mean, for instance... Lily word... Allen sort of Yeah, that, there's that word another, which is an yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's because he's Greek. I don't know. But there's something about this song. Honestly, I think this could do bloody well. If yeah, it has the right production. Because we can only find a yeah. performance in like a coffee shop. <laughs> exactly, bless him. So we didn't. You can hear the door creaking. And, yeah, so yeah. having to judge it off of the, like the music video. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it feels like there's a, enough in there to do a really good performance. Yeah. Provided the occasion doesn't get to him. Because you know how old he is? He's 16. Really? It's insane. 16. He looks yeah. about 24, doesn't he? Yeah. But honestly, such a talent. Such an amazing talent. Ugh. So good. Love it. <laughs> good. Yeah, I, I've not spent enough time with the song to know it really that well. Well, that's rude. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Victor. You should be. So he wrote the song during the pandemic, and he said it was the first time he found himself in a state of stress, and that's why he wrote the song. Um, but he wrote it when he was 14, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. He was just 14 two years ago. The song is meant to celebrate younger generations who dare to dream and create despite the difficulties in the world around them. I do feel like we've got a lot of songs about anxiety and that sort yes. of thing, haven't well, we? Well, this is the pandemic edition. This is, <laughs> this is kind of coming through the songs now. Yeah. Because I felt last time people were just ignoring the pandemic in their songs and it was just, let's have a party. 
Well, I also think it's nice to, rather than just have songs about love or breakups and stuff, it's like, no, I've got anxiety yeah. about stuff. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I do too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's okay and it's normal. Yeah. yeah, you're right, actually. It is the anxiety edition, isn't it? Has anxiety replaced romance in songs? Let's hope so. <laughs> it's a deep vein for songs. Yeah. I was sad. I liked his boots as well. Oh, I think they should have been with trousers, not shorts. <laughs> yeah, the shorts were a bit weird, weren't they? Were a bit, yeah. But yeah, What They Say by Victor Vernikos, I think it's going to get through. I think it's a strong song. I do think it's a bit of a problem that it's close to Cyprus, because Greek and Cyprus are so similar, but even more so this year, when you've got two sort of like big ballad songs. This one's much deeper than Break a Broken Heart, which is, is a lighter track. But It does feel like we go pop song, ballad, pop song, ballad. Yeah. Especially for this one. There's not a lot of weirdness in this first half of semi-final two, is there? It's all really straightforward. I yeah, think. there's no let three, is there? No, I mean, the closest <laughs> to let three is the Romanian one, I suppose. But it's not really. It's just a sort of little sort of like angsty ballad as well. Yeah. Yes. So these are the ones that I think are going to get through. Denmark, Armenia, Estonia, Cyprus and Greece. I think they're the five that will get through from this side. I'd like Iceland to get through. I don't think it will. I just want Denmark to get through. I have to admit, I'm not really... As much as I, we're thinking that the two semis are fairly balanced now, Yeah. I'm not sure about a lot from this half. I'm sorry. I used to think that until I got into both Cyprus and the Greek songs, Cyprus and Greece, and now I think it's a strong first half. So you're wrong. <laughs> I like Gustav. I want that to get through. I think... That deserves more attention, but at the same time, I'm not sure if it does. <laughs> so this is episode three of five before the contest. Next time we'll be back with the second half of semi-final two. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that, we'll do the big five and the winners. Yeah, Ukraine. And then who knows? Maybe a review episode. Mm. We shall see. Thank you for everyone who's been talking to us on Twitter it's been great to engage with people over the last few weeks and it's it's even better that you're listening to our podcast thank you if you want to get in touch with us on our socials you can do it on twitter at EuroQueensPod, on instagram at eurovision queens and on email at eurovisionqueens at gmail.com thank you for listening thank you for having us in your ears once again i don't know about you ryan but i like to think about people just doing general chores when they're listening to us, or maybe even driving. I don't know. I'm disagreeing strongly. Yeah, well, I just hope they're having a good time when they're listening to us. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we want. Yeah, sharing the Eurovision fandom. Sharing the joy. Yeah. Because it is a great time of year. We need this joy in our hearts and in our lives. Yeah, and I mean, I might have poo-pooed a few songs here, but I'm still still like having them. I'm everyone. Yeah. I'm just so pro-everyone. I don't know what you (laughs) mean. Okay. Until next time, I have been Andy. I've been Ryan. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Eurovision Queens. If you enjoyed the episode, I know that Andy and Ryan would love to hear from you on email, Twitter or Instagram. Better still, why not leave them a review on Apple Podcasts so that other Eurovision fans can find them. 